Welcome to Gotta Love Texas Music. I'm Catherine. I am Honey. This week... We just got back from an adventure. We did, but we, we didn't do much during the week because I was super busy. Mm-hmm. But we did go out Friday night and we went to a Texas Music City Grill in Lindale. Yep. For Sounds awesome. <laughs> for Billy Joe Jones's uh, singer-songwriter showcase uh, mm-hmm. brought to you by Interstate Music. Music. Yes. Yeah. Why, why are we doing that with a question mark? Because I, I, I was trying to remember. Oh, yeah. It's Interstate. Yeah. And nice guy. With Landry Sound Design. Yeah. Landry did an awesome mm-hmm. sound design. And he also got yeah. up and sung some. Yeah. And he did their break. Mm-hmm. Um, but this month, Billy Joe featured Jen Ford. Who, who we've seen. Both. Yeah. We've seen Jen Ford numerous times. Yeah. And she's been on the podcast. So if you haven't love heard Jen her Ford. episode, just go check it out. She scares me. <laughs> she In should. In a good way. She should. Um, <laughs> no, but, I love Jen. And then She's and then awesome. we got to meet Jade Flores. She was absolutely dude wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed so her. So hopefully, hopefully we can get her on the podcast. And, and apparently, really like that. Her and our daughter in law know each other. Yeah. So our daughter in law, yeah. in fact, just our daughter in law had said, Man, you know, I, I know this musician. I went to school with her. You should check her out. And uh so we finally got to see her. So it's pretty cool. Very impressed. And then Saturday I had a work thing all day long. And by the time I got done, I wasn't feeling well. I was really worried I was coming down with something, so we did not go out Saturday night. Yeah, I really wanted to see Michael Summers and yeah. Lane Hunt. Lane Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Lane Hunt. At I, the venue. Yeah, they're good. Venue in uh Wills Point. Yeah. Great place. Uh-huh. But we did not make it. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm still a little bit allergy sinusy. But today we went all our cookies all the way <laughs> to Burleson. Sorry, that's a Greece uh, reference. I know it is to Miranda's Mexican food, and we want to shout out to Bill. Uh, no, I dug Bill. Bill was Me a too. nice guy. He, was he, a guy. Really, he he was he was too shy to get on the mic, and he was very 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 busy. But he still took time to, to make sure everything was okay with yeah, us and help us awesome. out. So yes. It was really cool. But we we went there, um, and I had no clue all of this stuff was going on. I knew that there was going to be like a few bands, and they were having a parking lot party. But they were doing a benefit. It's an annual benefit for first responders. First responders. Mm-hmm. So super super cool. I wish I would have known about it. We would have been talking about it weeks ago. Weeks ago yeah. to, to build up to it but we went there to record scott haley so we recorded him he was the first opener Mm -hmm. Um, and we sat down with him and he has some pretty cool stories yeah i think y'all are digging when it comes up yeah and he's um, a world traveler and then all of a sudden we see dusty moats i'm like he wasn't even on the bill i had no clue that he was going to be there Um, but he was playing with jesse jennings and jake Williams. williams yeah and so after after we got through recording Scott, we went out and caught the last of of those guys show. They just had all come back from a tour in England and Ireland, which was really mm-hmm. freaking cool. Um, so then, then all of a sudden, you know, we, we talked to Dusty and he introduced us to Jesse, which he had tried to be, he, he's tried to get us hooked up with Jesse for a while and it's just never happened. So hopefully we can get him on the podcast. But uh, so he introduced us also to, to Jake uh, Williams and we were like, you know, we've got all the podcast equipment still set up. You want to sit down with us? And he's like, sure. So, and then Dusty ended up being guest host, guest host. Yeah. Along with, along with some guy that just happened to be passing by. For um, what was his name? I wrote his name down on, on the, on the notes that I was taking. That's all right. Wesley, I think. Well, Wesley, yeah, Wesley um, yeah that's right. what it was. So we shout had, out to Wesley. But more than anything, shout out to two of the servers we had. Oh man. So 
at um, at Miranda's, Jalen was our first server, and, and she, she was good. did such a great job. She was. And she's even going to school and Tyler, for broadcasting. For broadcasting, yeah. yeah. So we told her that she's got to be a guest host sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, that would so be really cool. Arrange that. I think that would be fun. But so she took you really pinky swerd. Yeah. So... And then, um, and then we just took over a table when we were recording in in Lindsay section. I dug Lindsay. Me she too. Had some cool so tattoos. we didn't even order anything. Honey and I are drinking water and soda water. So, but I think I ended up tipping her like ten the first time and twenty the second. Yeah. Well, time. we took up her table. So. I know. So I just wanted to make so. sure it was worth her while um, to take care of us for. She really did though. She was taking care of she everybody. She did. Good service. There. Very good service. So if um, you're ever the out, the fevers were good too. Yeah, we had the heat as well. If you're ever out in Burleson, you got to go by. Yeah, Miranda's. Yeah, and tell Bill we said hi over Mm -hmm. here. Gotta love Texas music. And man, he's such a big supporter of local music. And uh, Jesse Jennings does like a, uh, uh, has a residency there. But Stony LaRue and Kyle Park were finishing up the night. And we, we, it was so crowded. Uh, We felt like we were just taking up too much space so we we booked it on out but yeah very cool stony will catch you some other time sorry so yeah and then we went to uh oh back up so saturday i told y'all i had a thing at work yes and so it was it was the breast cancer event that i was working at back in october october 22nd when the shooting happened at methodist Mm -hmm. and so it the shooting happened at like 1105 and the the event was supposed to start at 11. So literally it didn't happen. Um, but we redid it and we did it Saturday. And first off, I want to shout out to the policeman that literally sat in his truck all day long across the street watching us. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was telling honey, I, I almost felt like he might've thought I was flirting with him because I took him a charcuterie board, um, cup and some water. And then I took him some sliders and then I took him some macaroons. And finally I was like, so my husband used to be a policeman. And so then he was like, Oh, okay. You're not hitting. Me. <laughs> <laughs> he was much younger than I am. But, um, but yeah, so back to the sliders. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So Easy Sliders provided the um, food in their food truck. And they have this thing, and I know I'm going to say it wrong because it's not, it's sweet, the sweet low down. I want it to be the sweet down down low low so much. And they should totally change that and give a shout out to uh, Mike Ness Ness and Social Social D, D, baby. But, uh, Best burger I think I've ever had in my entire life. It's really good. It was so it's it's so goat cheese and hamburger and bacon, strawberry and jam, strawberry jam, mm-hmm. and you're thinking that sounds gross, but it's good. It was the bomb, um, and they did such a great job. So Emma was there along with Mo, um, and there was somebody else that was working in the truck. But I'm telling you, Mo was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, we had so many can- breast cancer survivors that came and, and he was, you know, very, very gracious to them. And even if they, if they weren't there to pick up their food, he'd call their name a couple of times and then he would like literally run it out to them. I mean, oh, awesome. such a, such a nice guy. In fact, I was telling um, Emma, the manager that was in the, in the truck, I'm like, if I had a business, I would totally steal him from you because mm. he was so good, but they, they were so good. In fact, that's they, the food was so good. We went and stopped there on our way home from yeah, Burleson. And we got really good customer service there too. A hundred percent. So um, Krista, Krista was our server. Oh, Full you know, she had, she had like this just sweet, I don't want to say aura because I'm not that kind of person this Very nice persona person. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. it was so cool and speaking of good service i forgot to mention somebody 
I went by and got my oil changed. Oh, you did at take at, five. At take five, yeah. And I don't have their names in front of me. So, I wish I did. But so, but, but in it was the manager. Yeah, I was in Duncanville, and it's off of Wheatland. And uh, the manager and the guy that's working during the days. I'm sorry, guys. I will put out your name next time. I promise. Uh, absolutely, the best service I've had in a long well, time. Get my oil changed. I had actually stopped by there a few months ago to get my oil changed, and I have a Fiat, and so they did not have a filter. And he was so apologetic. He's like, "I will have it by five o'clock, you know, or yeah. by Monday." But of course, I don't live out there. But they literally they they cleaned my windows. They gave mm. me a bottle of water, and I wasn't even a paying customer. Yep, total total great great service. I agree. One, one of my ex students. When I say ex-students, one of my graduates from a long time ago, uh, she was running Take 5 for a while, all the new franchises. Oh, well, girl named she, Natalie. Did a, she yeah. did a good job with yeah, that Yeah, I need to reach out to her and let her know. If she, you know so if you're in Duncanville, go buy Take 5. Yeah. And this is not a paid advertisement. We really <laughs> we do believe that. <laughs> right. Anything that you hear us talk mm-hmm. about, it's we believe in. But also, back, back, back to the sliders. To, back to the sliders. So, so oh, they good. were amazing. Um, but shout out to the guy. Who used the women's restroom (laughs) and did not raise the lid. And it was completely covered in pee. Oh. I was disgusted. So I I had to hover. No, he did not work there. He was sitting at the table behind us. Oh. And if I had been drinking, like if, okay, so if we would have normally been drinking and I would have been in my cup before I walked over there. Oh, I would have walked over there and been like, "Um, excuse me. And he was with two, there was two guys and two girls and I would have totally called him out in front of those women too. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you didn't. I really still want to. Anyway, asshole. If you're going (laughs) to use a woman's restroom, lift the freaking lid. Don't be a barbarian. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. Who are, we, who are we actually talking to this week? Oh my gosh, we have a special episode. We do. We sat down with Chris and Fuzzy in Split Windows, Windows Studios. Studios. That was probably, I got to tell you, that was, that that was, was a long best, day. But it was a lot of fun. We, uh, we drove out to Denison and when, they, when Kathy said, you're going to Denison, I'm like, oh my God, why? why? That's like almost Oklahoma. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, it's, it's. They got a they got a studio in there and and that was probably the coolest studio. Oh, badass! Uh, they have a big, huge screen there that oh. I got some pictures of. Yeah, uh, and they have a rooftop. Yes, that's cool. And then cool, cool, then the board. Oh, I know. You're, oh my you're gosh! In love with the board. Yes, I. It makes board. our board look piddly, and Just, our board is pretty intense and far as far as you know chris i licked the board so it's mine now (laughs) that's the way it works but that day we sat down with uh dustin perkins which his episode's already been released you Mm -hmm. know check it out it's awesome um and bailey ray oh i love bailey and so dustin so fuzzy jason fuzzy smith is um dustin's bass player right yes yeah and uh and chris is the the sound guy keyboard yeah he does keyboards for him too yeah, you're right keyboards. and they were a just, lot of fun. They were just a cool group of it was, guys it was such yeah. a fun day so if you're ever down in denison you know just oh. look them up man and it's a huge yeah. music town yes, i was so I impressed but you'll have that. to yeah you'll have to listen to the episode and uh and uh, check it out but why don't you guys give it a listen this is a special episode so this is something <laughs> new we've never done this before yeah and i wish um, we recorded it about 20 minutes ago <laughs> Rick, I'm telling you, some of the stuff that were that was that was said before he pushed record, I'm like, baby, we need to we need to bring the little the little 
Audio Vox, yeah, Audio Fox, so we can just keep that one rolling behind the background the whole time. <laughs> he's like, he's like, damn, I'm out. Peace. No, he did so say off the record. This interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> so many times that's happened, um, but then they never get up, no matter what. Um, but we are in Split Window Studios, hanging out with Chris. What's your last name? Chris Romaine. Romaine and Jason Smith Fuzzy. Yes. yes. Fuzzy. The famous fuzzy. <laughs> Infamous, maybe. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, just the industry and the studio. And um, Fuzzy's got this really cool overdrive entertainment uh, booking thing going on. And they've got so much cool stuff going on. And I, I know that a lot of people out there just, you know, are interested in what happens behind the music. Well, as a musician, where, where do you get to come into a place like this right i mean that's amazing to me that as a musician you even get to step foot in here mm -hmm. so yeah i think for me i feel uh coming up i recorded in my bedroom i was lucky my dad uh metal uh kind of a uh texas famous audio engineer in like the pantera scene your so, dad was yeah yeah his name oh, is micromane i mean like a lot of people know him he was around so i that's feel like badass. a little more fortunate and blessed so i had like extra you know Stuff that I definitely most people didn't have for recording. Well, how incredible! I did not know. But that. we didn't uh, have a studio to go into that was like the real studio. Mm -hmm. so I, it's been kind of a dream to make this a reality, and I hope that you musicians understand how how cool this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, definitely cool. By the by the by the time this thing is over, I hope they will. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 in this really neat old building mm -hmm. with the scariest. As can I cuss on this? Yeah. I mean. With a scary as fuck elevator. <laughs> I like the elevator. It's like a Six Flags ride. Balls. Whatever you want here. <laughs> Just push it. Just push it. Yeah, the FCC can bite my ass. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> now, the building was Polaro Media. Um, it had an older building before that was actually it burned. Uh, it was rebuilt, I believe, in the 60s. That's where you heard those voices in the elevator earlier, babe. It was, yeah. Probably. Yeah, the previous building was a brothel to the Denison Hotel. There's a land bridge in the... You see it in tons of graduation pictures and just iconic uh, looking down the Main Street uh, alleyway. It's called Music uh, Row. Music Alley? Music Alley. Music yeah. Alley, sorry. Oh. Um, but the land bridge, you know, as a businessman, you would never be seen walking into a brothel. Yeah. So they had a place where you could uh, enter through the hotel to the back and come mm -hmm. to the brothel and leave and you would never be seen. So and they also were running moonshine at that time during during some of that stuff too. Yeah, and there's all kinds of like <sighs> underground tunnels wow. and just how wild. That's it pretty is, freaking cool. Big thing is that Doc Holiday had a dentistry practice here. Mm -hmm. hmm. Doc Holiday had a just dentistry yeah, just right down the road. Yeah, like here, so like yeah, actually the block over, right? So, yeah. Well, I didn't know that, um, and I don't remember the pilot's name, but he's from Denison, the one that Selenberger. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they set the plane down. I just saw the mirror. The, the Hudson. My, he was yeah. at my graduate. He spoke my graduation. <laughs> Did he really? He was the keynote guy. That was right after that happened. Was when he laid it down, and he. Yeah. It was 2007 is when I graduated. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, I feel old again. Feel Thanks so a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. let's talk about this studio. I mean, it's really. I mean, to be in in Denison, you. I was not expecting all of the cool shit that you have Thanks. going on when we walked well, in. Well, it's door. like I said, when I walked in, it was I was almost washed with, I don't want to say coolness because that's weird. Nostalgia. But just, just nostalgia, just relaxed. The vibe. Just the vibe. The vibe was incredible. And then I saw your board. That's the most important spot, the vibe. Always, Jesus right? so. Christ, the board is incredible, guys. So uh, I have a partner, and uh, we had originally had this studio in Sherman. It was kind of like in a barn dominium, kind of just a metal steel building. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Dustin Perkins recorded there one, you know, back in the day. We hit recorded a hit country song. We recorded metal bands. Tony Garaputo, my partner, he recorded um, a really big metal. Like he's not a metal guy at all, so this is weird. Um, he's into the Beatles and stuff, but he recorded a big metal band. They were called uh, End Times of Trial. Then they're called Kublacon now. They are like a world renowned, like mm-hmm. tour all over the world. Big, big mm-hmm. deal. So that kind of like catapulted us into the local market at the time. And then we moved down here where you guys are at currently in the Polaro Media Building uh, two, th- two, two years ago, COVID, okay. in the midst of it. It uh, a great April. time. Um, it was kind of a – it didn't look – it was – the structure of the shell was like this, but we we had to bring her back to life. She was she was old and she was she needed some loving. The video production suite that we have, 1,000-square-foot room, we kind of crafted that ourselves. We wrecked it out, relocated the HVAC system, spray foamed it, brought the LED wall in. Um the studio was built by Russell Berger, famous acoustician. He was a kid when he built it. He told me, he said I could say it was his first studio, but really it's technically his third that mm-hmm. he built. And um, he built it for Polaro Media. Uh, they did all the major car jingles and big corporate uh, contracts for Honda. Subaru, they had Hummer, too. Subaru. Oh, wow. Um, they would bring CMT did a one minute spot that was produced here from 1989 to 1991. Basically, in between um, each uh, show, little p- picture and picture popped up, and there was like a one minute spoof in between while credits rolled. So, like Reba was here, Mark Chestnut, mm, cool. Frank Sinatra Jr. recorded here, mm-hmm. and they made music videos at that time for all those. So, Black Velvet was recorded in the streets here, and this they produced it downstairs. Um, really, I did Neil not McCoy, know that. I tons. A Polaro Media, so if you could check those out. So a ton of history lives in this place. Um, a few people owned it afterwards, and it kind of fell just to the wayside. And we came here, and we took some modern views. And my partner, uh, Tony, he's a vintage old-school guy, so mm-hmm. we were able to take kind of my new school and uh, his old school, and we made like what we call a multimedia compound for musicians and creators. So. Uh, we have the vintage Russ Berger studio, a thousand square foot film studio, um, and there's more things to come. So, well, and then they've got that board. He was talking. He's talking about the board too. So oh the yeah, boards, got, oh. the board's got its own story. That's just pretty yeah. amazing. So we got the the down to the gear. We got the analog gear, uh, the solid state logic. It's an SSL forty seventy two G plus, which is a bunch of numbers. Uh, one of forty four ever made. Uh, made in England. It's the most renowned mixing console. Like. Uh, kind of nerd stuff. Um, it was built for prints. Two consoles were built uh, in that format, which is very weird. It's got a patch bay on the left side that's not 19 inches, it's 21 inches, just a very weird, not normal size. And it's 72 channels, so it's just a massive frame console. Um, so Prince ordered it for Studio A. His studio wasn't done. When they built these consoles, it was literally like pull a ticket. You got a ticket number. And they called, hey, you're, you know, your, cons- <laughs> your, console's, your console's up. And you're like, you bring, be sure to bring your ticket. You know, you got to bring, not see, even Prince, funny. Standing like, there at a butcher up, shop really. waiting on his and thing Prince, to be built. Prince's studio wasn't done. So at the time, um, Quad Studio in New York, famous studio, mm-hmm. they had a, the same order. You know, they, they, they wanted to match Prince's mixed studio format. Uh, and they traded numbers. So CNC Music Factory got it, like, pump up the jam and all yeah. that. Tons of movies, anything, um, pretty much, who was it from CNC that came, drama or future? The Was it future? I feel horrible, I'm so did, sorry. I feel horrible. We I hope you listen to this. Three, but I spent three days with him. 
when he was here last CNC time. Music Factory actually came here for a oh wow Fuzzy had booked them on a concert performance and they came by for they rehearsed and for a show like on tour here um so he he sat down with me and he's like hey I spilt coffee right here and he told me the true story he's like <laughs> he's like you know we uh, anything that was mixed from 1994 for you know four or five years on the sixth floor quad that we mixed it through this like. Everything. That's I mean, wild. So who knows the true credential? We could backtrack, but it lives here now. It came in two pieces. It's fourteen hundred pounds. Jeez. I heard it's a bitch to get it up the stairs. It's like a little machine. Like they move safes. I have a video of it. I have to find it. But it went up like a hot dog style. Like oh jeez. And it went shh, each piece. <laughs> and it was like the Titanic when it broke in half. So it was like a little piece, like a long piece. And they got it up here. It was crazy. It was wow. expensive. It's. Never probably leaving. <laughs> so we got At a, least we're just going to cut a hole in the wall. I was going to say, that was a legitimate, when we looked at it, we we looked at removing the window and a crane. I mean, that's what I would have done. That's you know, that's so, a legitimate way to geez. do it. We didn't, when it's it not going to fit up that elevator. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I barely fit <laughs> no, in the we elevator. barely fit up the elevator. We skipped on a, yeah, definitely right. We skipped on a couple other consoles because they wouldn't, they wouldn't fit. I mean, and this one, when it showed up, it was actually not the right console. Like, I didn't order the old Prince console. Like, I when we ordered it, we ordered just a rebuilt, a new framed, smaller version, 48 channel, which would have been amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, the truck shows up, and they like, it's 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 wrapped up, and it's like, it's wrapped up in moving blankets and saran wrap. It's like a, a company, like, a they do a very, it's like a certain way it's got to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's on a bunch of furniture dollies. And it's 14 feet long, and it's in two pieces, probably like, do the math. Yeah, I can't. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but it literally—we're not they, here for math. They damn pull it. one off, and like they pull the second piece off. We're like, "Hey, we only ordered one." Like, <laughs> you know, like there's only one supposed to be here, and the guy's like, "I ain't paying for that." They're almost like laughing at us. <laughs> you know, they're pulling it down, trying to call the guy. And <laughs> like, got, hey, I think something, something's not right. He's not answering. And the guy's like, "No, this is the you know this is the one." Blah blah blah. So. We just leave it downstairs. This super expensive console is just sitting in the lobby of this building. We had just moved in. Construction's going on in there. And we get the call, and the, the guy's like, ah, there's been a mix-up. You know, That's actually one console. It's broken half to be moved. And we, we measure in there, and it's like it doesn't fit. Like with the tape measure to the eye, it did not fit. If you look in there, it's – I mean, with the – it doesn't make sense. It's like it was built for that place almost. It does. Mm. I mean, it, it looks it's, like that room was built around right. that so, system. <clears throat> after a bunch of, I guess, fade at this point, it ended up here. And we found the story. There's only one guy in the United States that works on it. He's still alive. His name is Bruce Millett. He's the desk doctor from London. He only come, you know, he's he works on, there's not very many of these SSLs, but he's booked. I mean, it's like a year for me to get him here. So, so he, he he needs an apprentice because I know he's, he's not. Yeah. I know he's not young, and if he's there's only young. one he's, guy, he then, recorded the Who, Michael Jackson. Yeah. he's awesome though, Bruce. I wish. But anyway, the board came here, and he's like, "Oh, we we broke this board down, me and my guys, you know." And he he kind of gave me the lineage of it. He's like, "I've done the service on it since, blah blah blah," and we'll call Frankie, and Frankie will tell us. And I mean, it was just wow. crazy these boards, how easily traceable they are in the history. It's like a wow. blood. I mean, it's like a DNA test. So wow. That's what's here. That's a badass board too. <laughs> it's it is. We'll it's take incredible. lots of pictures, y'all. It'll be on the on the website. And, everything. and then and then y'all's studio that well, y'all can see it through their window right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're we're like yeah, like we're on a on a video podcast, right? <laughs> uh, that's an incredible studio. You can 
literally fit a full orchestra in there, it looks like. Yeah, it's a thousand square foot. We've got mm-hmm. a full RGB light grid, mm-hmm. uh, plenty of power. We have a uh, 16 by 13 LED wall in there. So yeah, mm-hmm. I want to... S- I'll turn it on. We'll Can you turn it on? Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see. I was going to turn the Super Bowl stuff on it anyway. So. <laughs> they play Halo on it when no one's here. Right. right. <laughs> the closest video game we got on it was just last week, and it was Tetris on a yeah. Nintendo. Oh. So, I just got right. an original Nintendo. It's all business, no playing. Really? Pac Man. I want an original Atari. <clears throat> I'm trying to get a bunch of old games. That'd be fun. But we want, we like uh, gear and mics instead, so we never buy cool <laughs> video games. <laughs> I need to talk to Landry. He's he's gotten into the old video games. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's got that whole thing he's starting up. Yeah. He told me we have an old Net Geo and he could rebuild it or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's wicked. Cool. I'd like to see who wired that thing after they put it back together. You said it came in two pieces. That must have been a mess. Yeah, Bruce came. Uh, so Bruce came for the first session when we, and I mean, he walks you through and um, he made me take it all apart. Like, so he's like actually going to teach you. He's like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to teach you the ways, you know, because you have to maintain this. Yeah. It's like an old car. Like, you know, 54, mm. you know, 54 truck? Yeah. 54 Chevy, yeah. It's the same thing, man. You got to, every day it could be breaking down. You got to, mm-hmm. even if as well maintained as you do it. So he's going to teach me the ways. So he makes me take, we get it in there and flip it. Uh, me and my best friend flip it up, the empty chassis. Bruce shows up and I'm super excited. And he's like, all right, mate, now we take, that's Australian, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, we're going to take it apart. Like, and we take the whole thing channel by channel. And it's like, I'm, my arms are like dead. Like just, it's like wow. 64 channels. It was just, I'm like dying. They're all laying around this whole building. And then he's like, all right, now we're going to put it back together. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Can you imagine building that in the first place? He knows Jeez. it. And I'm, I'm talking every ribbon cable. He, he, I can't, this guy is, he's world renowned and he's world class. And I mean, he's on millions of podcast, millions, hundreds of podcasts, but <laughs> millions of people know about this guy, Like, but it it felt awesome to have him here. And like, we're just talking, we're just like shooting the breeze and the studio's in a horrible shambles at that point. And, you know, he hated the elevator. He got stuck in the elevator. <laughs> he, he called his wife, who's Verona, his wife's name is Verona. And he is like having a fit, and he's been here five minutes, and he's, he went down to get a toolkit. So that's how we start the day off. Oh, oh man! And he's like, "Oh, the you know the the bloody elevator. I'm not getting in that death trap." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, first I've got to compliment you on your British accent. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, what year is that board? I mean, what was your... 94 your, is when it was built. Really? Yeah, wow. built in 1994. Okay. Um, built. Uh, Took nine months, and then it lived its life in New York. And then another cool fact is uh, New York, they sold it, and it went to uh, JT. Oh, what's his name? Uh, we'll think of it. Jonathan Trebley or something like that. He's a He did all of Evanescence and Godsmack on that console. So, really? Yeah, awesome, right? Wow. Really? And that just went... My friends are nutting out about now. So, <laughs> oh. Wow. That's incredible. And now Dustin Perkins. Yeah. yeah. Dustin Perkins. Heck yeah. So... Cool board and great gear here. Come check us out. Splitwindowstudios.com. Um, Which is just a cool name. Yeah, we're downtown. Tons of great amenities. This is a music-friendly city. There's like over a dozen little pubs, eateries, uh, music venues, bars within the immediate vicinity. Really? Yeah, we saw a little Wineries, truck yard. breweries. Wine- yeah, I mean. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's yeah, like, it's, it's entertainment. entertainment district. It's Vegas rule. I mean, I hope I'm saying that right. Sorry, Donna, if I'm not. Um, you can drink freely downtown within these blocks, and I mean, open container. Oh, that's awesome. There's a seven. There's a seven block area that goes down to the depot. We got the dog and park and the, and the park. Really? Yeah, we saw a, uh, like a truck yard, you know, a little taco truck. Yeah, yeah. Park Food benches, truck. and yeah, it was yeah. pretty neat. There is a awesome. If you go down and two buildings over, there's a. It's called Four Ten Collective. It's like a coffee shop, little. Uh, they got little boutique, but I mean they got food sandwiches. Um, you can go up. There's a Saywin Brewery where we just did a music video for Dustin Perkins. I mean it's like a family down here. It's music friendly. Uh, music on Main is the uh, music event they do every summer. It's a music series. Uh, yeah. So fuzzy. Fuzzy. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. You you have a you play a part in that, don't you? Yeah. We we're we're the ones that's this will be. I, I don't remember what year number this will be this year for booking it, but it'll be I think the twenty sixth or twenty seventh year overall of the event. And Shelly McBride and some of the guys that actually started the studio were instrumental in, in getting that event started mm-hmm. years ago. And at, at one point when it first started, it was like. A a lot of other small town festivals was just a couple weeks and the flatbed trailer actually right in front of this building right out there on the sidewalk <laughs> and then they built this uh, park and stage that's right across at heritage park and we moved over there and donna dow who's the main street director had brought our company on overdrive entertainment to book it and we were able to get some grants and work through the Levitt foundation um, to get some matching grants from those guys and in doing that with them <laughs> we uh part of their deal for awarding the grant was multi-genre presentation and it had to be a 10-week series minimum and so we started doing that every friday and that's continued and we were able to get a lot of grants a lot of foundations to get on board and so we were able to get a lot bigger names than Mm -hmm. they'd gotten before and it really grew it up i mean it's i mean the green room for yeah this is a green room for it now and so when we have them and we moved it with COVID, we moved it to forest park down the street and so it allowed us to space out, socially distance, and yada, 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 all the mm-hmm. stuff you're supposed to do. And um, to, to stay compliant and keep people from getting their feelings hurt. Um, but we've got um, that going. And we had, but we had bands where we'd gotten, I mean, Jason Bowen's been here. The Band of Heathen's been here. Daryl Dodd's been here. Ray Wiley's here. Billy Joe Shaver was here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. We had uh, Whiskey, Bellamy Ma- Brothers, Whiskey I mean, Myers were here. here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bellamy Brothers were just here last year. Um, Rick Trevino was here just last year Josh, joshua ray walker jimmy vaughn mm. uh marsha ball um it's just it's i thought the head, tons of them the head uh, the kentucky headhunters have been here oh uh, but the, the headman in country oh the frontman of country oh, the frontman front front yeah. Yeah, yeah they were, we was, saw them not too long ago yeah those that guys was like a real awesome. treat on us they, like, they were here and blown away by that yeah very those, cool those uh, i love working with, with tim and 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 uh, larry and, and those guys richie it's been Golly, we've done we've done so many shows over the years with their original bands, right? And once they started the frontman thing, I've done, I think I've done three with them in the past eight months, ten months, something like that. Yeah, so. we just saw that. In fact, Michael Summers <clears throat> and um, Ryder Grimes opened for okay, yeah, at the Ooh. show that we went and saw. Great we did guys. a video with Ryder here. He hasn't dropped it yet, but it's like he Ryder. has a voice, man. Yeah, he was really? my first viral video. We uh, we hung out with him last night. No, he was like it had Bernie's. Like, we did a. I did a gig at uh, this place called Silver Saloon. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, Don Stalling and the Divided. We live like a block from there. Oh wow! You guys yeah. should follow those guys. Yeah, Don Stalling. They're stuff killing there. it. They're amazing. Um, they were headlining a show at Silver Saloon, and Ryder was the opener. Okay. So I'm out there with my boys, and Ryder's like a kid in the green room, and they have these uh, pants, and they're literally like standing up in the corner. They're like Wranglers, like Stranglers, like in the corner. And I'm like. <laughs> 
what the heck? Like, and he's like, he tells me about Stay Flow, the starch. Yeah, yeah. The starch Stay Flow is like yeah. the secret. So I just had my phone out and I was just like, and I mean, it's got like five million views now, and it's Ryder Grimes talking about, yeah, boy, cowboy with the Stay Flow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can that totally. I'm gonna have to see that. I was like, man, I love this kid. Like, He's the nicest kid you'd ever meet, but his voice is just so smoky. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just a great Dude. voice. I can't wait for the video to drop because I mean, oof. Oh, he uh, he redid Velvet Chains, and it's just but his great. But number twenty five on the charts, right? Yeah, now? but eight seconds is probably it's a good song. Songs. He yeah. did one off his new record, and I, I just had to respect. I it's it's not Velvet Chain. I can say that, but. And it was just, I was mind blown. Yeah. Got a voice like Dustin's that just kind of sticks out. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, you can go hear a bunch of artists and they can blend together. But man, whether you like it or you don't, like that voice is like, no, that's who it is. Mm Yeah, for sure. For sure. Very cool. So you, um, Fuzzy, Mm -hmm. you, you're, you're booking, um, you're, what's it called? Overdrive Entertainment. Yes, ma'am. But, but it's booking, Mm -hmm. right? Is Mm -hmm. it? You book for a whole bunch of big Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a show management company. When people say okay. booking, they think, "Oh, you're going to be booking this artist or that artist or whatever." And it's not necessary. We started out that way. Okay. And quite quickly decided that that was a babysitting game that was not the avenue that we wanted to play in. I could totally see what you mean by yeah. that. Yeah. And so I my business partner Tip Jones um uh, is uh, he and I've been in business now for over 20 years. And, um, so we started, we started out with different artists and we played in that game for a while and several different people. And then we morphed into actually talent buying for venues and events. Mm -hmm. And for us, from a financial standpoint, it made more sense because we weren't chasing 10% or 15% on a nightly basis Mm -hmm. every week to get your stuff or figuring out if, some guy's girlfriend had showed up at the same show that his wife was at or, or whatever, all the kind of yeah. stereotypical bad things. Well, was there not all brown with. M&Ms and shit like exactly, that? Exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> and so just doing it from the venue standpoint, it allowed us to say, okay, we're going to work differently and we're going to work as a retainer-driven business to where they come in and they pay you X amount per month and you handle all their stuff. And that can be every facet of it. At one time or another, from just booking to the logistics and advancing calls and advancing writers and handling the production pieces, handling day of show stuff, even handling marketing in certain times and certain events. And so it's well-rounded all the way around to where when Chris and I started working together on things that we do with Split Window, it's a natural marriage of extension from just the concert. So where we literally can handle everything on the backside. I mean, if you've got a festival and you're needing, okay, we need staging. Okay, we got that too. You need mm-hmm. sound and lights. We got it. Pyro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Labor, yeah. All of it. Um, specialty entertainers. I mean, for certain things, we do a lot of stuff with the Choctaw Nation. Mm-hmm. And certain times, not only you, you see the marquee shows. And I mean, you know, we that uh, you know, from yeah, we saw Air Supply there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Air Supply, you got, you got, Kid Rock. I mean, Luke Bryan on there. Yeah. I've had Luke Bryan on there before. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> well, you should get Luke Bryan. It's, it's, well, like you think, I, I saw like maybe <laughs> last year he was like the highest paid or whatever. So I'm thinking like, man, like my partner is literally like cutting deals and like working with the most highest and most sought after entertainment acts in the, in the industry. Yeah, it blows my mind. I mean, Stapleton, you know, Mm. last year, two or three nights in a row. Wow. And it's it's like that. And it's the team behind it. I mean, there's very – my business partner, Tip, is the one that's handling day-to-day stuff up 
on those those shows up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do more of the Texas stuff, more of the festivals, more of the municipal stuff. Like we've got here with Denison with Music on Main, the neighboring city in, uh, just south in Sherman's got Hot Summer Nights every Thursday. Van Alstine just came on, which is the next city south, or two cities further south. Mm-hmm. And they do select Saturdays. And so literally once summertime gets here. Oh, I bet it's crazy. Besides us playing our own shows, we've got with, with, with Dustin, then we've got shows that we're producing elsewhere. And so it's the team that we've put together over the years that allows it to happen happen to where we've got people i've got several different young ladies that handle just the 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 green room stuff Mm -hmm. and handling when aerosmith comes in and all the crazy things that steven has to have in (laughs) the blue yeah 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 we've got one lady that just handles that God and, bless her. And oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> and she's got to more. Punch him. That's the one. That's that's the position. Melissa tallies her name, and and that's the position Melissa has that everybody thinks about. Oh my gosh, musicians and working musicians. She's the one that has the access that even the high end buyers don't get. Mm. She's the one person that can go in to Kiss's locker room or Kiss's dressing room, right. green room, whatever. You know, when when they've been in town, nobody else is allowed to. I think it's right. fair to call it a locker room. Yeah, it could be <laughs> yeah. in some in some Definitely. cases. Yes, yeah, locker in some room. cases. But yeah, so that's that's where that is. So our business has grown, and 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 we do it differently than than a lot of people do. There's some of the mentors, you know, in, in an earlier podcast episode we talked about Tony Avizano, and he's a great guy and a, just a legend in the industry. And we work side by side with guys like that, and and Gary Osier, and then from time to time the opportunity to work with Live Nation and different things that they're doing across across the country. Right, and so it's it's been really cool, but it really allows us between what Chris has with Split Window and what we've got with Overdrive, and then our sister company, which is Smoke Signal Productions, um, the full gamut of an event, whether that's a concert, whether that's a, a workshop, um, corporate stuff. I mean, it's it literally it is everything. Well, Chris and I just a couple of weeks ago we were in Frisco working the the Frisco Texas Chamber of Commerce banquet. And it is a massive undertaking. A lot of times, a lot of towns do what they can, but their chamber awards banquet is something at the high school gymnasium. Produced by Fuzz. He's like underplaying it. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, it's, but when you go <laughs> to, you go to one like that, what Frisco has, and it is a gala. Mm-hmm. It really is from start to finish. How long have right? you been doing that too? I think this was my 10th or 11th year on that Oh, wow. One. It's like a legacy. Something like that. And and so we'll, we'll get called in. We had one of the years where that one moved over to the W, or the, to the Star, excuse me, not the W, the, mm-hmm. the Star. We, we even saw somebody at the Star not too long ago. A Pal Brothers. Pal Brothers, mm-hmm. yeah. And so Great it's, facility. It's an amazing facility. Mm-hmm. They can do anything that you want. And then you have to get into the nuances when you're working with those for concert-based. And you've got things like... Uh, House of Blues or Billy Bob's or even Lava with Tony's and, and the bigger venues, then you have to be able to navigate and negotiate the the radius restrictions, radius clauses. Mm. And so you keep it. Yeah, you have to work. I I never realized all that was a thing. It's a massive. That kind of pisses me off because it's like, if I want to play here, I want to play here, you know? But when you're getting up to when you're doing $100,000 and more, a million and $2 million Mm -hmm. acts, you have to protect that investment. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and even so you don't want it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, way even less way than less than that. that. A thousand I mean, dollar agreement, like you it's can, still radio club. You can so still like. have. I mean, we're working to, on some stuff later this year with with fun. Toyota Music Factory, <laughs> which you know is a, is a Live Nation complex. Yeah, and and so you're still having to navigate that, and so there's a chess game that's going on the mm-hmm. entire time. 
Yeah. Now I don't you mentioned have time for politics. You mentioned you mentioned Live Nation, and I know that's a that's a good or bad yeah. thing, and I don't want right. to step on anybody's toes or anything. Hot button for a, sure. Yeah, right now. I'm going through a lot of stuff right now. But basically, I got in trouble my sophomore year for scalping tickets, and mm-hmm. to me, that's all that Ticketmaster's is is scalping. So, I, and I'm not being negative. I'm not sure. being hateful to them. It's a business, but honestly, man, I mean. It's they crazy. seem to they seem to be playing a chess game with all the pieces. Well, and that's so. why they are. And when you're talking the Ticketmaster stuff, and they bear some of that responsibility, I believe. Um, but there's third party resellers too. That yeah. is where it really gets nasty. Well, we talked about doing that when we went to George Strait. We were like, well, why don't we buy four tickets? Wait a while, wait a week, sell two, and then pay for all the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we ended up paying. I think our fees for George Strait was like four hundred dollars for the two tickets. Oh no, honey. No, that was no, no, that was just the fee. fees. That was no, just I'm, the fees. No, honey. Oh, oh. Well, hell, fuck! I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it cost me. It cost me more than this equipment here. No oh yeah, but it's, got, it's it's tickets, yeah. it's. But it's, we were on the floor, so. <laughs> right, and, and, but that's why when you see that and you start having the monopolization. Of it from the industry standpoint. That's why you see the homogenous effect of the product. Mm-hmm. And so when you see things really watered down and you start seeing things that's being produced by the machine, it didn't start out that way. That's where it's evolved to. Mm-hmm. When Ticketmaster was building their scheme, and I, and I believe this, when, they, when, they were, when they're building their business plan and their scheme, they weren't saying total market domination and water it down. They're saying we've got to make the best amount of money for our investors, mm-hmm. and we have to streamline our process so that we're efficient from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you get really good at something product, yeah. and you start pushing everything else out, homogenization just happens. Yeah. And that's kind of the byproduct. There's got to be limits. There has to be. But that's that's the product, that's the byproduct of their success. But you look back at the day of, what is it, Pace and 462 concerts? No, no, it's ridiculous. I'm not saying, I'm not justifying, I'm not justifying that. I'm just saying that why the product and people saying, oh, country music sounds the same or it's country pop or it's this or it's that. That's because a result of the product and streamlining their process. Yeah. You know, and we've also talked about... um, because I think it was Brie Bagwell was talking about how when she was she was in in Nashville, you know, writing, mm-hmm. and it's like they would be like, "Hey, the the biggest the biggest song was about tractors, so now every song needs to be about tractors right. because exactly. that was a hit, mm-hmm. or every song needs to be about this, or every song needs to be about that." And then it just and then it all stum- it just like you said, well, it all starts and, to sound the same. And you're going to do that. I mean, if you're going to make a pro- if somebody's selling a product, you're going to make a product similar to that to, to piggyback off of it. But I look back at the days of Pace concerts and four six two and all those probably before y'all guys' time. It they had a fee for the they had a fee for the ticket, mm-hmm. but you had an actual ticket. So sure. if you wanted to resell it, you had to physically resell it. Now it's too simple. Right. I mean, I I think George Strait made like I don't know like at the start he made like one point eight million on the concert, and uh, Ticketmaster made like seven million. You yeah, know? it's insane. <laughs> so it's insane. Back in the day, you said you were scalping tickets. <laughs> what tickets were you scalping? ACDC. Mostly. That's way off. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I was a sophomore in high school. Me and my hold buddy that one for a couple minutes. <laughs> me, me and Grant, we uh, you were limited to ten tickets, so so we would literally get homeless people to stand in line with us and we'd buy all those tickets and then we'd sell them. And I did that for a while and I got caught and got in a lot of trouble and then yeah. became a cop later on. Yeah, then I became a cop later on. <laughs> Not too that's much trouble then if you became well, a cop later. As, as well, back then. Not, that's one way to expunge the well, record. Well, back then. No, nah, back then you really, I mean, back in my day, you really didn't go to jail. 
I mean, you did. I, I spent time in, in some juvie situations, we will say. <laughs> but but you didn't go to jail for stuff like that. When the cops pulled you over and you had pot or you had alcohol, they'd make you dump it out on the side of the or road. Or they would take it and smoke it or drink yeah, it later. Right, it right. I mean, let's, later. let's feel for real here, people. I'm, I'm not indicting the Farmer's Branch Police Department in <laughs> any way. Ooh, no, they, they, <laughs> they would just dump it out and, you know, you'd go about your way. That's you know I've never been in trouble. Really? Farmer's Branch? Well, I mean, from yeah. our troubles. Oh, yeah. no, oh, it was what? called Station, but yeah. it happened in Farmer's Branch. Oh, I love Farmer's All Branch. Right. Not on my business podcast. <laughs> Dang, I was like, come on, I want to hear this Fuck story. it, let's go. Uh, <laughs> 12 years ago, we were on the road. You tell Dustin that, I'll Perkins. be right back. Grandpa's going pee real quick. Um, so 12 years ago, we're on the road with Dustin Perkins, and we're playing in College Station. We're playing at... Uh, Fitzwillies or Fitzgerald or something. Uh-huh. And we're in the back and our drummer, we're about to start the gig and he's like, I'm going to go grab my sticks from the van. And uh, he just never shows up. It's like, so showtime starts. And there's a crowd of people waiting well, to see us. And what the, where the hell, hell the drummer So <laughs> Dustin kicks off a song and he plays a song by himself and we're all kind of sitting up there like, our thumbs up our butts like what's going on like <laughs> nobody went to go find it? Well, we're getting there. So <laughs> another song goes by and finally I'm like, I go and poke. Up, yeah. I go and poke my head out the back fence, and there is a couple bike cops that got Nate down on the pavement, <gasps> and uh, the van door is open. Our van had like a huge wrap on it, and it said Dustin Perkins with our faces and pictures, pretty loud. Oh, that's awesome! Do you and have the a picture said, of that van? Yeah, we we do. Um, I need that. Dustin said, uh, or the cop said, if you come out here, I got to put you on the curb with him. So I poked back in. And I went. I told the guys and. Dustin was like, fuck it, we're going out there. Like, <laughs> So we all go out there, and they put us down, and the cop's like, I found the weed. And like, Nate didn't smoke weed. I mean, just, Nate didn't smoke weed at the time. Like, we wanted him to, and he <laughs> never would. Of all the people to go after, it's like the one guy, right? Like, So the cop's like, we're going to give this guy a field sobriety test, and, you know, just tell him the truth. It's like, hey, like, so he's like, I found this sack of weed. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's my weed. It's not Nate's weed. He's not going to jail for it. And the cops let us go for for the night, and they're like, "Thanks for telling the truth." They take the weed, like you said, and <laughs> we dance in the night, right? Like the happy ending. <laughs> well, a month goes by, and I get a phone call, and in this month, the Dustin Perkins band had ended. Yeah. So it's like it's really good timing, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, by the way, like I was wearing a voice recorder. It was the cop who, the good cop, and then I, uh, mm. he's like, I was wearing a recorder. They, the." Prosecutor is going to get you or something like they they press and charge against you. Don't want you to be at a gig and get pulled over or something. He was actually cool, so I was like, "Great!" So I go through that process, blah blah blah. I get like uh, I thought like probation at the time, and life goes on. Well, ten years later, I'm in Farmer's Branch. I'm driving to the airport <laughs> to a gig. My wife is driving me, and she's like, "I need to stop by the post office and get some stamps." And uh, she pulls off, and literally, uh, this cop like lights us up. And it just stays back there. Like, we're pulled over, and I pull into, like, a Kroger's. Like, another cop comes. That's what when you know you're hell? in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Another cop comes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've never been in trouble. I don't have tickets. Like, this is my one, like, I'm... I'm like what, horrified. My skeleton's in the closet. Is what's your old joke? College station. Like if it's if it's one police car, you're getting a ticket. If it's two, you're going to jail. If it's three, you're going under the jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, three cop cars pulled up, and the cop was like, he, he came out. Like, yeah, I got you. Your registration's out. Like, and I was like, looked, and sure enough, a month out, and <sighs> he said, yeah, and um, do you still live here? Blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, you have a you know a thing from pretty much this thing. Like I didn't, you know, you have a warrant for your arrest from ten years ago. 
And he's like, I got to take you to jail. So like now I have a, I'm the production manager for a very high end private event company that's playing a very, very high end show. I'm supposed to fly. I had like made it a point not to fly in the night before so I could spend time with my family. And my boss was like, there better not be any bullshit, you know, like (laughs) everything taken care of. Just a little bit of bullshit. (laughs) And they're all just waiting. Like the whole show can't like happen without me there. So I'm like driving to the police and they put me in handcuffs and he's like, we'll get to the bottom of it when we get there. But I mean, nothing I can do. Like, Hmm. and, uh, I tell him who I work for and who I am. And he's like, man, he became the nicest cop ever. He felt like a jerk. He's like, I would have handled this differently if I just would have known from the get go. I got to the police station and they just ran my name and like, let me, let me go. Like pretty much said, Hey, like, you know, there's a unfinished business you need to get taken care of. They didn't want to mess with it because he said I was supposed to go to jail, and they were not supposed to let me go. Well, what it but, is is but, but yeah, like college station was responsible for transporting you. They, they didn't want to fit the they bill. They probably I didn't, like, a, I didn't pay a fine. Like, I didn't, you pay, didn't like even a, pay anything. An eighty-five dollar. No, I did. I did. Oh. I didn't, I didn't, there was an eighty-five dollar fine. Come to find out, I didn't pay. So like they, I had a warrant for my arrest for ten years. I'm just like running around. I'm wow. traveling internationally. Oh, it's. You won't believe the the damage that that caused. It's paid. Oh, it's paid, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that went thanks, sideways really Thanks, quick. Farmer's Branch. <laughs> nah. You, you know, one thing about, you know, in the law enforcement world, Farmer's Branch is pretty much at the top. I mean, they're pretty cool guys for the most oh, part. Man, that cop was awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, in fact, at one time you had to work somewhere else before you could work for Farmer's Branch. It was like a, it was really a coveted place to yeah. go to work. Well, the, God the, bless Oliver. I'll say this: like I walked in, and I've never been, I've I've never been arrested up this time, only this time. And there was a shit ton of people in the holding cell, and and I've talked to my brother after this, and he's like, "Dude, you would have been there for a day getting oh, processed." Easy. They just kind of like, I just kind of, I was like, I, I mean, I was there for an hour, like, but it was like. My wife, you, you my wife came money. up and paid money, and like I, they just he let me bail out immediately. I literally made my flight, like, and I wow, I made the gig. Like, I mean, so you didn't, you didn't have Nate. Oh, here I got to oh, back yeah. on. There you go. Uh, you didn't have Nate do your throw your bell. You know what? Because we didn't mention that Nathan Brown's a he's a bell bonds. The drummer is a bell bonds. I didn't know that. Oh, that's too funny. Spanky's shout out. Yeah. Is that what it is? Spanky's bell bonds. Bell bonds been around for wow. been around for ages. Hey, I do Spanky's side work. Spanky's on on finding people. Just let me know. Yeah, <laughs> honey, honey, can I can find, find anybody. anybody. <laughs> uh, Fuzzy's a booker. I got the studio. Dustin can build and write any song, build anything. Colt G is a producer. I mean, he's a huge key of the production of us working together. Uh, he has a t-shirt shop in his garage that we make all of our merch with. I need merch. He doesn't do it for anybody else. Damn. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, we've got some guys here, though. We do have some guys in septic business, so he like, yeah. works. I, Everybody works I full-time a, job. I need a septic guy, too, but hey, you're, too far. you're too far. Say what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what Dusty, we Underwood. Dusty Underwood Plumbing. Dusty Underwood Plumbing. Dusty Underwood. Well, Dallas with Chad Cook Band is losing his position because Dallas is the guy. Mm-hmm. He can do, he can knows a guy for everything. He's kind of losing that because y'all are the guys. Now. <laughs> Tell y'all you. know somebody that does everything. <laughs> I know I know Chad if so many of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we love Chad. And I'm, I'm a little bit in love with Kevin Poole. So. Yeah, she got a thing for Kevin. But I got a thing for Dallas. I accosted I him do. in the bathroom one time. <laughs> At the TCMA. Yeah. <laughs> Across the huge bathroom. Billy Bob's bathroom. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's like, what up? <laughs> People were looking at us like, uh, should we leave? Uh, Probably ought to. We used to be those guys too, my friend. 
No, I got to tell you, man, that, that they're a fun band to watch. No, they're they're a fun band they're to hang great. out with, too. Fun guys. Sure. We need to network more in that manner. Um, that's what the studio, we kind of built this place for that sake, like was, it's not just for uh, artists and bands. It's a uh, same business model as Overdrive. It's to modularly offer uh, services. Mm-hmm. Artists are like, oh, I need a website. I need to record a record. But we need music video. We need uh, social media guidance. Uh, my business partner, he, you know, he has 40 years of government contracting, so... He he just he guides. It's just it's an insane amount of resources here for you as an artist, and um, even other producers. I mm-hmm. I encourage you guys if you're in your bedroom recording, if you have dreams of needing a studio and uh, you don't have the budget with all the gear and stuff, this is the place for you. Come rent the space out. We'll give you player pricing. We're open twenty four seven. Yeah, you're open twenty four seven. Somebody showed up at what time this morning? We had a little seven thirty a.m. this morning. So there's yeah. a seven thirty a.m. this morning. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's why Chris. That's why Chris was asleep on the couch earlier. He was up here working that early. And yeah. Well, you know, it's like anything you buy. You know, there's always something else. You always got to go somewhere else to get something else. You got to go to somewhere else to get something else. And we've talked about this before. You know, a lot of musicians are struggling to find. Well, like you said, merch mm-hmm. or software or hardware or it's always something well, else that you got to go yeah. find we got like y'all got and everybody every bit of it. everybody seems it. to be secretive about it it's like no, you know it's like don't be secretive man spread the wealth you well, know? it's like yeah. with with tony and his business partner when we set up all the stuff for dustin on the um on the business side he did all of that mm-hmm. you know and we just said we sat down and said okay we want this type of business structure and wrote the whole he helped articles, through, articles right? of incorporation, that whole mm-hmm. thing. Wrote, I mean, did all of that kind of stuff, and it's uh, it's invaluable. Oh and, yeah, and For to sure. be able to sit down and and talk over your plans. And I know that's this, Tony wants this place. Like he gave me an outlet when I was just like a kid. <laughs> I showed up on his doorstep, you know, and it was like he's recording his nephew. So Split Window Studios will always. It's to grow it at this point. I didn't think it would ever grow to this point. And I think now it's like it's not for us to get all the cool vintage mics and toys and get old and sell it and be rich. And, <laughs> you know, I hope that this lives – we're building it so that it lives for my kids and their generation mm. and for generations. I hope it to be like a Muscle Shoals. Mm. You know, not in the sake of uh, I'm the best producer or like I'm the most renowned. It's Again, it's the bigger picture, like the the marathon we were talking about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the day. That's well, the collective effort of the network that you're yeah involved. right and all of our mindsets. Uh, I know Dustin's not on air right or he's not on camp or whatever we call it microphone. Yeah, on mic. but you know he we all have the same Jason Colton Nate. We all have the same business mentalities, and that's why we get it. I think we probably all influenced each other. Absolutely. You know, Dustin has a mill company, and he you know so he cuts the tree down. He takes it, then he turns it into a beautiful piece, and he installs it in your house, opposed to somebody just cutting it off and hauling it away and mm-hmm. burning it. Right. And the studio is the same way. We we have every piece to, you know, hopefully, metaphorically, we cut the tree down here. We can help you get from st- step A to step B if you come in empty-handed. Uh, we excel in video production. I think that's something I'm proud of the most, uh, the audio yeah, side, amazing. but video production and uh just like you said, the vibe when you walk in. So yeah, the vibe was awesome. But you know, I th- I'm thinking as a young, because I was a young musician at one time, just di- didn't go anywhere because basically I sucked. But you know, you walk into some place and you're overwhelmed, and you need somebody to kind of guide you, you know, to keep you from making all those mistakes and not not look at you as another sheep that I'm going to shear. But right. Also, also, you know, because it is intimidating when you go into a studio sure. as, as a musician, and it can be. And we've met some people that are kind of elitist assholes per se right that even almost make it make 
the musician feel even more so. Mm-hmm. I wonder and what happened to them to make them that way. You know, I feel sad for those. Well, I, I think uh, I think know? they I think it's because the process they get lost in the process well, because the process can take like you said it's I'm a journey. Exhausted. Like I'm 34, I'm exhausted yeah. right now. And so I, mean, I think a lot of those guys, a lot of those people that have that elitist attitude, and I've been guilty of it myself on some things when you're protecting the end product to raise the bar. Mm. And that can get misconstrued sometimes right. too. Mm-hmm. And because you can't take, if you're building, let's say you're building a venue or you're building a product, you can't take, even though you want to help the beginning stage musician or the beginning stage artist, you want to help them get to a point. Sometimes that you have to let them fall first because right. you can't put a subpar product on a 10 date lineup when you're paid by a municipality mm. or by a grant writer, you can't take that person that's just been playing for two years and put them the week before the front man as a headliner equal to the front man. Oh, it's hard. I understand. Oh man. And so hard. sometimes you get that coming back as, Oh, you're an elitist or fuzzes well, asshole or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. And, and it, you know, sometimes, yeah, I can see their point. But also, sometimes we're all so busy, and you know, we have to stop and take a moment and slow down. But sometimes you're so busy, I don't think enough to slow down and, and take time to explain, explain why right. this is the decision on this question. Oh, yeah. You're on a high level, too, like to a certain extent, like dealing with, like, again, we said, like Luke Bryan and like certain things, like the pressure. But like, I noticed that you always deal with even like the small guy. Like these small shows, some of the openers, mm-hmm. I feel like you deal with them just as delicately. Probably you try to, but it's a I constant would. reminder of myself to stay on that plane mm-hmm. because I've been guilty of before of being so busy and just blowing off Joe Blow right. that showed yeah. up and I, not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's trying to give me a lesson. Right there needs but, to be a self-reflection on right some now. of these musicians too. Like me, when I say I sucked, I really did. I sucked. I mean, because I, I didn't have any way to grow. I didn't have any way to get those get that higher up. But so, Sometimes you need to. I'm not trying to cut you off, but, uh, but you sucked. But like, don't don't you need to be influenced? Right. Don't you need a place to hang out? That's it. And there was nowhere. There was nowhere back in the eighties. About about here. You know, I mean, sports. you. Yeah. Sports. It's you, it's all around you. But like, what about? There's no places like this. Right. Well, right. see, we've tried. You now I started picking back up. I played the violin back in when I was like in what fourth grade, fifth grade, and I was really good. Well, dad moved to some third world sandbox and there was no violin in the entire freaking country, apparently. No network. So, so I had to give it up. Right. Well, I started looking for a place to get lessons. I could not find one in Kaufman County. Really? The nearest one. Yeah. Yeah. There is no lessons to be had. Wow. And so why finally, there's a music store in Terrell now that gives lessons and they're really good, but it's very limited on their hours is there is no network. There is no place to go learn that so you give it up or you go to youtube right you know right so that's what we're trying to develop out there in carol awesome yeah, yeah. but I th- but you're at this studio you're giving those musicians you know trying. a place that right you're trying yeah so that's and line. but you may yeah. need to tell a young musician hey dude you're not ready yet you're just and that's not the ready. problem that, and, and sometimes it's old musicians you have to tell that to too you know well, and that is not received and maybe my messaging is off too. I've been guilty of that. Hmm. But there's a lot of times where there's certain yeah. folks that <laughs> certain older musicians sometimes that don't get it. They think, hey, I'm the king of this heap mm. and I'm entitled to everything here because I've earned it. And they have. Right. But when the product is not to the level of draw or polish right. to come up and be a complimentary to the whole project. 
then you kind of sometimes right. somebody has to say somebody no. And, to say and a lot of the times I'm that guy. Hmm. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, and we're just a little piddly podcast, but we have pay, we we have people all the time. Hey, man, I'd love to be on your podcast a little bit. And, and I'm sure. like listening to it going. Yeah, just don't see it. I, sh- mm. you know? I mean, and we want the little people, you know, I mean, sure. we want the we want to give the voice to people but, that wouldn't normally have it. But, but did you mis- make a mistake, though? Because like Glenn Johns hated the Eagles at one point. Mm-hmm. He's like, my, yeah, you just true. ain't got it. That is that's true. my biggest you know? fear, because like he was talking about the as a business owner, uh, as an artist, even as a person, we don't ever want to miss opportunities. Uh, uh, us, right. go, us go-getters, um, uh, kind of a people pleaser, I think. So with the studio, we build this place and not as protective. Fuzzy has helped mentor me along with Tony and other people to, it's okay to set boundaries and know. Mm. But I've always just wanted to, I want to help and I wanted to, uh, you want to help even the little man, even when they're not like that good. Right. What if they are like the next? Well, we all suck at some point. Yeah. What if you look sure. back? Yeah. My biggest fear is like when I set these boundaries for myself, I'm going to look back now and say, I look back at, uh, man, I would love to say an artist's name, but I just can't say it. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I look back on them even now, and it was not a good uh, departure. We had a management deal. But I look back and see them like doing like amazing things right now, and it's like, man, like, is that the one yeah. that got away? Is this going to be used in court in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I just fucked myself. <laughs> Lord. Um, so, Lawyers and music. Shit. Oh, yeah. No. You don't want to miss it, though. Like, so right. I know. How do, you, how do we get that radar to discern? As, but, at artists, the, but at the same the time, it's, it's okay to make mistakes. And, sure. and I mean, we have, to, we have to be able to work others. But as long as you do what you're supposed to do and you do it with a good heart, and you make a mistake, then you should always be like, let's say Luke Bryant was in here one day, and you're like, yeah, you suck. And he goes off somewhere else and becomes famous. But if you said, hey, we're just not a right fit, then you can sure. still have that. Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be in that. It wasn't God's yeah. plan, right? Yeah. 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 Happens. Sure. Yeah. That, that was Miss New Texas for me. This is getting pretty like deep in here. <laughs> <laughs> so any, one last anything. One She'll last ask thing? about that story later. <laughs> one last thing. Uh, one last thing. I got to just uh, turn it over to the community. Denison, Texas is music friendly. Um, there's a lot of great things going downtown here. Like a lot of uh, great venues for new artists to come check out. Um, festivals that happen all year round at this point. I just uh, challenge you if you're listening, come downtown, book a show, stop by the studio, let's do a video, let's do a podcast, let's do some audio recording. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a ton of ton of stuff going on. Like he said, music friendly. That's a Texas governor's designation. That's the program that the Texas governor's music office has out there. And mm-hmm. and I would have called you a liar if you would have told me a week ago that Innocent was a music town. No I'd never even oh, heard really? about it. Yeah. 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 And they, we were we were in the first twenty towns in the state of Texas. Well, what, it's what a blow you that was named that. The only time I've ever heard Denison is Sherman Denison. That's oh, the yeah. only time you ever hear it. Sherman yeah. Denison. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. Twin Cities up there and wherever. Yeah. And you never Biggest really football game in with. America. I mean, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you've got it's the longest running rivalry. Battle in of the X. Yeah, Battle of the X. It's that's uh, funny. I, I I teach for one of the largest football schools here. So okay. It's, it's it's unreal when it comes to football. Oh, yeah. I'm not a football I fan. You teach for Denison? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The the, the football I'm champs kidding. this year. Uh, yeah. Duncanville. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Big money in the high school football. Sports, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they had a they had an undefeated season, and yep. Coach Samples got his three hundredth win. Yep. So yep. yeah, yeah. So, crazy, pretty cool. So I got I got to throw it out to the football thing. So they got they got a million dollar scoreboard, and I got 
I finally got new computers for my program, so I can't bitch anymore. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, no, it's a great school. <laughs> so what about you, Fuzzy, with Overdrive? Man, it's it's something new every day. Um, and things are continually, continuing to grow, and we're continuing to expand the offerings that the, that the company provides. And it's, it's, it's getting to the point now to where with our staff that we've got and with our current workload, we've got to start saying no on some things, which is mm. a good blessing. And, and yeah. we've got to, because I, I was in the office the other day, the office is in Durant and I, I'm rarely up there, but um, we've got big, big, big boards on the walls and we've got all the concerts and stuff lined out on it. And it was just like, I was just looking at it and you just overcome with, mm. with gratefulness because it's, it's just these boards that are six foot tall and there's three of them and they're literally two weeks ago is at the end of January and they're literally jam packed all the way through the mid October right now. Wow. And it's just, I mean, and it's just writing that big. And I'm just like, man, this is what we started. And this is what mm-hmm. we dreamt of having back when, but there's still so much more to do. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, we're just now starting to feel like we kind of know what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much to know and it's an ever evolving game. And so mm-hmm. that's the deal is just to constantly be on top of it and to try to still be teachable and try, try to still be coachable mm-hmm. myself, uh, you know, and, and with the business too, as, as we continue to grow. So, well, what I like is y'all are approachable. Yeah. I mean, if I was a yeah. young musician and I needed guidance or I needed somewhere to go, yeah. you know, even sitting down with y'all for a few minutes would, would be real helpful. 100%. Yeah. So, Just the wealth of knowledge. I'll have. I try to be. That's, you know, that's awesome. We're not going to be here forever. And so this doesn't need to go away with us. <laughs> it's, uh, what we have learned needs to be passed down. So, Very cool. Thanks for hanging out with us Cha-cha. and letting us come and hang out with y'all. Now, I know that we were talking about how uh, Dustin oh. didn't didn't play a song <laughs> in his original episode that he needs to play. So ACDC I think we're going to end with this song. I'm out. Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> ACDC is awesome. Um, I don't know which one you want to do. I thought you were going to do Down at the River After Midnight. That one or the other one. I don't care. Yeah, do, do, do. And he's doing bar chords again, guys. So Down at the River After Midnight, <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, it keeps coming off. It's a brand new one. Uh, we were already we'd already started recording the record and had all the drums done, and I'd wrote a couple more songs. So this one, uh, this one's called "Down at the River After Midnight." It's about uh, two other things that I'm passionate about, other than uh, music, and that is a. Uh, Wild women and uh, catfishing in the river. So <laughs> it goes something like this. There's a dirty joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> something. Down at the river after midnight with that muddy water flow. I told you, baby, it was all right Truth is, nobody knows You know we dove in deep But now we're waiting to show Down at the river after midnight I'm hoping this thing flows Cause we dove in too deep And it's going too fast Just like the river We can't hold it back and Try to slow it down Watching for what's up ahead Down at the river After midnight 
fish are rolling in the creek You're just a girl I'm trying to meet Now I've been worried about a flame That could burn this whole thing to the ground again I know I told you it was alright Truth is I pray we make it out alive Just to see you smile again We can make a new sin if we're out of line Cause we dove in too deep and it's going too fast Just like the river we can't hold it back Just try to slow it down Watching for what's up ahead Down at the river after midnight Down at the river after midnight Down at the river after midnight Brand new <laughs> what a way to finish this out. That is awesome. <laughs> once again, I oh, want to so uh, <laughs> once again I want to thank Chris with Split Window Studios and Jason Fuzzy Smith uh for sitting down with us and telling us, man, some stories. Yeah, they did. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for Dustin for hanging out and playing us a song again, even though his episode was over. Well, you know, I think in the thing we talked about how Chris and Fuzzy are part of the Dustin Band. They are, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Chris, so, so Chris plays keys. I think he does all the sound and production and yeah. stuff. And uh, and then of course, uh, Fuzzy is uh, the bass player. Mm-hmm. So very cool. It was a great day. It was, it was uh, great. And we thanks had a lot for of fun. thanks Bailey Ray for letting us you know hanging out with us that day as well. And then we got to see her not too long ago in Kansas. Yeah, we did. So hi, Laura. Very cool. We forgot to talk about our kids. Oh wow, yeah, we've we had, had a lot of, of good stuff coming up or came up. Yeah. But Aaron passed her content exam. Which in the world of education, That's big news. it's a bitch. It's a yeah. hard test. And then she finished her semester and she moved home Saturday. Mm-hmm. And she finished out with not just a 4.0. 100 on everything. She made, yes, perfect scores on everything all semester long. Um, and now that's what she's going to expect of herself for the rest of her college career. You know it. Oh, I know it. Oh my gosh, my daughter. I know. She's, she's a perfectionist. perfectionist and an overachiever. And then she's going to be going to Greece this week. Yep. Super excited about that for a semester abroad. Even though it's just a week and a half, it's still like a class. She actually gets mm-hmm. credit for it. And Jimmy, Robert, he um, he went to prom. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And I didn't even get to see him in his fancy suit. He looked good. It was a three-piece Aww. suit. It was really good. Black shirt, maroon tie. Yeah. Yeah, very dark colors, yeah, cool. looked well, almost his, mafia. His date, his date had a maroon dress. Uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, I he showed invited. me a picture. He showed me a picture of her dress. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he, we've only uh, seen her from afar. Well, we we, introduced. we we saw her. She was really it, up close, but he didn't out. introduce us. And then that night, he told us that he was dating her, and I was like. Well, they were talking at that point, not official. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's, I, I, you but, know, it, what we lied to our parents about. Sorry, uh, Mom. No, he didn't lie to us. He didn't lie to us. I don't but, think uh, my mom has, listens to this, so I can <laughs> I can, I can, out myself. No, I hope not. But he has his FFA banquet this week. Yes. And we'll be there. And he'll find out if he gets to be an FFA officer next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super exciting for him. So Monday, 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 I took off to take Erin shopping to finish up all the crap that she needs for Greece. That's awesome. And then Tuesday, I have to go into work for the first half of the day and then leave and immediately take her to Houston. To go to two? To go Greece. To Greece. So because she goes to SFA Houston 
is closer. The airport's closer than DFW. So that's yeah. why they're flying out of Houston. So I'm driving down there, dropping her off, going to go take Candace and Gracie out to dinner, hopefully, because they're all by themselves Tuesday night because... Jeff's going to come hang with me. Yeah. Well, I know he's got a gig down in uh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater Girl. Up in Sweetwater. Roy City, whatever. It's <laughs> it's Texas. It's around here somewhere. Yeah, with Jeremy Bellamy. Yes, I dig Jeremy. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss that. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, that that boy's music speaks to me. I really dig it. But at least at least I get to hang out with Candace and yeah. Gracie. That's cool. Yeah, I like, I like them. So then, let's see. So Friday night. Oh, no, Thursday. Thursday, we have Top Shelf Thursdays mm-hmm. at Sweetwater Grill from 7 to 10. Don't ask me who's going to be there. I don't know. Um, it's at one late point at night. Time, We've been going all day. At one point in time, it was Eliza Ford and Kenneth Waters, but I don't think that's the case right now. That was just in the talking stages. Um, but Amy knows because Amy Johnson with Top Shelf uh, Talent, Top Shelf Radio Texas is the one that's booking all this for me because I just can't. I don't have time. Yep. Um, but so excited about that. It'll be a lot of fun no matter who it is. And uh, then Friday night, I had on my calendar Craft 64. That's all I had. Craft 64 burgers. Did you you ever figure it out? I did. I looked it up and it's April and Smith. So she's going to be there. Hopefully with Jerry Matheny too. So that'll be a lot of fun. If you've not heard her sing, you're missing out. You're going to be one of those. I had the chance to see her before she got big. And Jerry Matheny listening to him play. Oh, he's just incredible. Ridiculous. Well, Um, is it Friday? Yeah, it's Friday. Okay. Yeah. He should be there then because on Saturdays, he does something with the church the next morning. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, he's a great guy. I really uh, like him as a person. Saturday, I don't know if we're going to do anything. I think I'm going to be exhausted. Saturday? Yeah, I think I'm just going to give I you the got night to off. finish up the studio. I'm going to give you the night off. Okay. Um, and then Anybody Sunday want to do is Mother's Rock, Day. So Saturday. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Well, thank you. Aaron, um, Aaron I got gave called me my... a mother the other day by a student. Uh, does that they, count? No, it does not. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I guess I don't get Mother's um, Day. But uh, yeah, so that's what we have going on this week and hope to see you out somewhere. I don't know. I mean, it's, there's something going on Sunday though. Mother's Day is the only thing I have on my calendar. Okay. Because it's Mother's Day. So I guess I need to get you something, huh? You know, I already told you I was getting you, but whatever, no pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Uh, until next time. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We will be seeing you. No. Oh, you'll find us. Do I need need to be the song whisperer? Yes. No, you need to write this shit down. (laughs) Damn it. You will find us on the dance floor. Our intro song is Top Shelf Flicker, performed by the late, great Taylor D and written by Amy Johnson and Chad Rowland. Our outro song is written and performed by Chris Cunningham, and it's called Meeting You.